The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. Today's program is part two of Suge as a guest on Reagan Kramer's podcast. You're a white woman walking into a prison with thousands of men, some on death row. Mm -hmm. Are you like going to puke before you walk in? Are you like, I'm going to pass out? Like, are are you just like, I know I am supposed to walk through those doors? You know what I feel like? It's really bizarre. There's different phases. So all of those things you mentioned happen way before, you know, but it's more, it's more, I feel armored up. I feel like I'm glowing. Cool. I, it's, it's, I, you know, even when I've dealt with demon possession or other things, I feel like I have this armor on me yep. that is just glowing with the Holy Spirit. And if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Yep. I mean, it's really exciting yep. to see yep. what God's doing in that. So. And that's scriptural. Because yes. you're fitted with the gospel mm-hmm. of peace. Yeah. You're armored up by the full armor of God, Ephesians 6. If you guys haven't read that, look it up and read it. And God gives us a full armor to be on the front lines for battle. But you felt that too. I know you felt that glowing, that, that Holy Spirit just emitting from you. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the cool thing. It isn't us. It is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not a pride thing. It's like, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking in here no. and you're going to... Who am I to go into prison? Yeah, I'm just Suge from Chanhassen, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm just like a girl from a small town in Wisconsin. Like, I got nothing. No. And I I just became a believer. But, however, we got everything. And we do. With the Lord Jesus Christ. Loved by the King. Yeah. In the flesh, we have nothing. But, yeah, praise God. That story is so powerful. And so, these guys are just repenting and weeping. And I think it's so interesting when you sometimes do things like that and you stand up and you're like, I have no idea what I said mm-hmm. because it wasn't you. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the but Holy you Spirit. do feel like you're flying. I know it sounds bizarre. Like when you're hitting that sweet spot, like last week when I was speaking at Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge, mm-hmm. 300 men in there. It's like a Vikings football game because yeah. they're so pumped about Jesus. Yeah. You know, when did the church get so boring, people? We need to, we Amen need to, to, that. We need to get a little more excited about this up. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's... There's a moment there where you're sharing the gospel and the love. And that's why I love the name of your podcast, Loved by the Thank King. You. Because that's, hey friends, that's where the power is. Power is in the love, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. If you don't combine love with the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to fall on your face and not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. When I started to share about the love, yeah. Jesus knows right where you are. And he loves you so much. He knows you're here. He hasn't forgot about you. That's when their hearts open up. Yes, so true. Enough condemnation. It's about time we get the love thing right. Yeah. God woke me up in the middle of the night. I was asking him, what's the name of this podcast, you know, a couple months ago, and I literally woke up at 2 in the morning. And actually, it was at your house. This sounds funny, friends, but we had a tree fall on our house. Should let us sleep at their house when they were out of town. And I woke up in the middle of the night at your house, and I clearly heard from the Lord, loved by the king. Mm. I was like... Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I never told you that. And I shouldn't have put those post-it notes all over the house <laughs> that said Love by the King. <laughs> I'm kidding. I got some pushback on the name, but eventually I went with the yeah. Lord's prophet. But that is where the yeah. power is. I know. I, so it's cool. It's fun. Did I make that clear enough? I don't think I did. <laughs> love. It's love. Get the love thing right. We got to love, and there's power in the name of Jesus. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so you talked about you've even prayed for people that are demon possessed. And oh, yeah. I just thought of this verse, Luke 10 17. And it's when um, there was the 72 disciples that went out in, in Luke, and they're, Jesus is like, go out and do this work. And they come back and they say, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And they're like, Lord. And then Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. All the power Mm -hmm. of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. They're submitting to the Lord. Amen. So that's the key, is like submitting to the Lord Mm -hmm. and then praying in his name, you know, according to his will. Yeah. So share with us a time where you were able to pray that out of somebody. Hard for me to pick one. Or a couple. Um, you know, I you know what happens, friends? I was gonna say ladies, I know you have men listening too. You know, you God puts you through different seasons of life, and I've watched God do this in your life as well. He puts you through different seasons of life to not only train and equip you at that moment, but also prepare you for the next season of what that life might look like. And so I just remember I was preaching in prisons and going around, and I had this total obsession with finding out about the occult, with understanding demon possession. I went through scripture. It's all over scripture, friends. Start reading the book of Acts. You see time and time again how uh, the demons had to bow to the name of Jesus Christ. And as I'm reading this, I'm just fascinated with it. And so I go take another trip to Africa with uh, Samuel Wynoni. He's up there speaking. I had already done my prison gig. And he's up there speaking to the masses in a village, a huge village. And I'm listening to him. There's these gigantic speakers on the side of the stage. And I'm listening to him. And all of a sudden, I feel a tap on my shoulder. And he had told me that, that if there's any demon possession going on in the crowds, take care of it. I'm like, no problem. Okay, I'll take do care. It. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what that looks like, but let's, <laughs> let's run with it. And so... Um, Somebody taps me on the shoulder and said, Chug, there's a disturbance over here. No, it was toward the front. And what happens in Africa is that they see demon possession all the time. But to them, it's like the town drunkard. And so I went over there, and there was these super tall, seven-foot-tall pastors in Africa, Swahili, yelling at this young girl that I see down on the floor between their legs. And she's writhing. You sure you want me to go in detail? Yes, please. All right. And she's got foam coming out of her mouth. And I'm asking myself, well, this is either epilepsy or demon possession. And I need to know which one it is. You know, you don't want it to be a health issue, right? And so, but there's no coincidence. He's preaching the gospel, talking about the power of Jesus Christ. And then there's uh, what they often will call um, a transformation or things that happen within the audience to cause a disruption, right? So that we can't listen to the gospel. And so... I drew, I'm looking at these pastors. I'm like, I can't get past them. They're super tall. And they're, they're look, the Harlem Globetrotters, right? And so I decided, what am I going to do? And I dropped to the dirt. And I can see her through the legs. Her eyes are shut. She's writhing on her back. And I crawl through their legs to get to her. And the speakers are right in front of us, like big speakers you'd have at a concert. So there's no way she can hear me. No way. But I thought, if this is spiritual, I can whisper. And she'll hear me. And so I looked at her and I whispered, Jesus loves you so much. He loves you so much. He does not want you like this. If you can hear me, turn your head and look at me. And she turns her head 
She looks at me and she opens her eyes. And that is when I knew it was demonic. And then I turned it on because, hey, friends, we got the authority. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, get out of her. And sure enough, she just kind of passed out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she passed out. And I went back to scripture later and read, oftentimes the disciples thought they were dead when those spirits left. But also scripture tells us that these demons will fly around looking for somewhere to vacate and come into. And if she isn't filled with the Holy Spirit, they're going to come right back into her, not just with the same, but but with even more, right? And so I explained to her as she was coming out of almost like a coma. She had no idea what had happened. And the the pastors had all left. They wanted to drag her away. I said, no, 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 hang on. And they carried her... They, they went away, and I'm hanging on to her, and I said, let's go behind the stage so you can hear me. I take her behind the stage. I explained what happened. I said, um, this is what Jesus Christ did for you. And she was so embarrassed, because in Africa, this, this is your shunned for the rest of your life if you've been demon-possessed. I said, no, 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 don't be ashamed. Once you've said yes to Jesus and invited him to fill your life and lead you, then you can tell other people, rise up, look at what Jesus Christ can do in your life. I went back two years later. She's leading Bible studies throughout all the villages. Amazing what God is doing. That's a miracle. Yeah. But you know what it was? It's the two things we just talked about. Love. Mm-hmm. I told her how much she was loved because that is Satan's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. He cannot deal with love. You start going with love. You argue or get mad or yell, but you're in his territory. Mm-hmm. But if you come after it in love, in the love of Jesus Christ, and then with the authority you all have, oh, yeah, you can move on. Amazing. For God so loved the world, he sent his one and only yeah. son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. And that's why it's the kryptonite yes. for the devil, because Jesus died because he loved us. Mm-hmm. And that story is amazing. Yeah. And then I looked up to the heavens and I, when it was done, and I said, Jesus, that was a lot of fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but and she's free. Have, she's free forever. Forever. Once done. One and done. And he just you it's not that he's just gonna use should. Mm-mm. He says if we are a believer in Christ and mm-hmm. if we pray according to his name. So he can use anybody to do that. And look we, at the story she has now. Yeah. Yeah. As we all do with yes. our past. Mm-hmm. I have a similar story where I was in Haiti. In Haiti, like Africa, I mean Haiti is kind of part of Africa because it's a lot of African descendant people mm-hmm. there, but there's a lot of voodoo there. And um, there is a woman who who was working at a special needs home and kind of they just took her under her under their wing she was like 17 years old and we were working at the special needs home and just helping these kids at, uh, from a church in, in Minnesota that we went there like twice a year and my friend and I had gone separately just together to Haiti because it was like two years after the earthquake and I had been through so much trauma I just wanted to kind of go there and be um because I was in the earthquake when it happened, just have some closure and say, say goodbye to my friends and all those things. And so we're at the special needs home, and there's 25 kids lined up in chairs because we said we wanted to pray for them. Yeah. And so the people that ran the home were like, they took it really seriously. So like we get, we get up, and we're like ready to pray, and there's all these kids on these chairs, and they're just like waiting. I'm like, this is amazing. And we went to each child, and we laid hands on them, and we just prayed whatever the Holy Spirit yeah. told us to pray. Mm. And some of it was different, you know, for each child. So now, just just hold tell my tell my friends who are listening, how do you know when the Holy Spirit's guiding your words? Do you actually hear him or how what what happens? for me, yeah. I mean I think everyone's a little bit different, but I need to pray beforehand, like before I do something like mm-hmm. that and I ask the Holy Spirit I, for God to forgive me of my sins and 
take away my flesh and fill me with mm -hmm. his spirit so I can be a living sacrifice yeah. for him. So it's not my words, it's his words. And it just comes through. And then it comes through. And, yeah. and there'll be times like when I, I, when I'm praying, I can, like you said, the Rolodex when you're speaking, I can see the words in my head. Mm. That's how it kind of works for That's me. Cool. Is like it kind of, it's like a screen that kind of just goes across the screen. Yeah. And again, and then other times I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I'm getting to at the end of the story is like, so we're praying over all these children. It was just super powerful. And then Pastor Dio from Haiti comes up to us afterwards. I think that was so amazing. Thank you. You really blessed these children. But there's a woman over there that needs prayer. And we're like, great. So my friend and I was like, okay, let's keep going. We go over there. And we lay hands on her, and we're praying. And this woman, by the way, the 17-year-old, roughly, looks very depressed and very mm -hmm. sad and darkness covering her eyes. And we're laying hands on her, and I just start praying about my friend is tongue-tied. She can't talk. She, she literally can't talk. And before, she was, like, praying. I mean, these beautiful prayers are just, like, full of the Spirit. And she she's tongue-tied. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, is she okay? And I'm just staring at her, you know? And I was like, okay. So I'm like, Lord, and I'm in my mind, I'm asking him, what does this girl need prayer for? Because there's something going on where my friend is tongue-tied. And I saw these chains in my mind that were so humongous. It's like a human being couldn't lift them. Mm -hmm. And he's like, just pray for freedom and that, you know, the chains will be broken over her. And I didn't know anything about her story. And once I started praying that, my friend could start praying again, and she was like, halfway speaking in tongues, halfway praying, like prayers I've never heard before. It was it was really beautiful and amazing. And we left, and it's like, you know, she would looked, you know, kind of like thank you in Creole, but didn't really look us in the eye. And the next day we took off on the plane, and before we left, Pastor Dio just looked at us, and he was like, you need to know who that girl was. She as When she was in her mother's womb, her father was one of the biggest, most famous witch doctors mm -hmm. in, in Port-au-Prince. And she was dedicated to Satan in the womb. Mm -hmm. And we found her later as a teenager because she'd been abused and all these things oh, have happened. Wow. And we took her in and she needed prayer. And we I didn't want to freak you out, but I wanted you to pray over mm -hmm. her. And so praying in Jesus' name, not even knowing what I was praying for, and but the Spirit told me. And then a couple of months later, I got a picture on my phone and it was her totally bright, bright-eyed, happy, totally free. I mean, different person. She literally looks like a different... She's like... She, they said she accepted Christ. She's got a job. Yeah. She is free. And it's like, so we don't even know what he's going to do, mm -hmm. but in obedience and faith, we do it. Yeah. And, you know, this is the part that really, you know, hits my heartstrings. I mean, come on, people. What is it going to take? How many more evidences do you need before you're going to surrender your life to Christ and say yes? But you know that there's a spiritual warfare going on. Ephesians tells us, for our battle is not against flesh and blood. But and then and then fast forward, it says it's a it's against the spiritual forces of evil in this world. And then when you said that your partner who was praying with you was tongue tied, right away I was thinking demonic. Yeah. Witchcraft. That's what they do. They try to confuse your mind. But you know, we got power over that. Yeah. We got prayer power over yeah. that. that. And then so it was cool. broken. Yeah, isn't that amazing? But people and, and you don't have to go to Africa for this. I've seen it in the US time and time yes. again. I'm preaching in Shakopee prison. And this woman starts to get up out of the front row, and it's a no-touch facility, so you're not supposed to touch people. And she gets up, and just she's come to our services before, but again, I'm preaching the gospel, and 
she stands up and she starts to walk toward the front and I grab her arm and I feel like the Hulk underneath her arm. Like, no kidding. Like, that's, it's supernatural power, right? Like, she's so strong. And then I looked at her in the eyes and she was acting kind of like she was drunk, but she wasn't drunk. And I just said, in the name of Jesus Christ, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> that was it, people. And the officers come in because they know it's a disturbance. And I said, hang on, hang on. Because I didn't want them to take her away yet, right? I mean, you know, she's still filled with the enemy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I whispered again to her, told her how much Jesus loved her. And if you want to be free of this demonic forces, let me know. Look at me. Receive Christ. And let's cast these demons out. Mm-hmm. And she opened her eyes and she looked at me and there was such a fire burning inside of there. And she did not want to let go. And I said, take her away. That was it. I mean, because they don't want to let go. Some people don't want to let go of the enemy. Why? Why would you allow him to want to take you down when you get a freedom in Jesus Christ? So it happens here, too. We just need to know what to look for. Oftentimes we call it uh, other medical names when it really is demonic. How do you know the difference? You know, prayer. The power of prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't always know the difference. And Jesus had even said in Scripture, some things can only happen through prayer. Yeah. That's so true. Tell us one more story. Oh, it's hard. Okay, I'll, let's talk about healing, if I could, for a minute. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with um, PSC, primary sclerosing cholangitis. It was, it's a liver disease where your body attacks itself. It's autoimmune. And it was found between stages three and four. And I'd been going to the Mayo Clinic for three years, and I was a little jaundiced. And... Um, the doctor comes in, and, and my sister had called me ahead of time. She goes, Sugar, I have this feeling that you're healed. I had this dream. I said, well, that'd be great, but if not, I can still be preaching everywhere with this. You know, I can just preach in the hospitals instead, right? And so I go into the Mayo Clinic on our third year, and the doctor comes in, and she starts to cry. I said, what's the matter? And I'm thinking she's going to tell me, you know, you're tanking, right? And she goes, no, you're healed. It's gone. And she goes, see, and she puts it up on the the, the x-ray up on the screen, and she goes, see these white dots? Those are scar tissue that it was there, and now it's your healed. And I started thinking about Jesus with the scars that were in him, and he was still healed. You know, of course, in Jesus Christ, or in, in the Lord, he was healed, he was raised from the dead. And I was just so excited and celebratory. Everybody was crying. And she goes, tell me what'd you do, what'd you do? And I said, well, I can tell you, it's prayer. I mean, not only was I praying, other people were praying. There was one time in Africa, I remember clearly, I, was, I had this disease, and I'm in Africa, and I'm looking at the whole audience, and the translator is telling us about the power um, of healing in Christ. And I said, Lord, whatever you do, heal these people first. But if you heal me, I will tell everybody. Amen. And she started to cry. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, I bet you the Mayo Clinic will be following up. And she goes, nope, you use the name prayer. And I said, there is power in the name of Jesus. Wow. So God still heals today, Reagan. Yes, I don't know why he heals some and doesn't heal others. But I can tell you firmly, he still heals today. Wow. Yeah. That in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you had how many people praying for you? Like hundreds of people? What do you think? Thousands during that time? Well, I asked my friends, so I know at least two. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's not the numbers. I think what people need to remember is Scripture tells us clearly, you know, if two or more gathered in my name, I'll be there as well. Mm -hmm. If you ask in my name, Scripture, if you ask in my name, it will be given to you. Um, You know, to pray in agreement is really a big thing, too. 
And then be patient, because sometimes our schedule is not God's schedule, and it might not look the way we think. Yeah, but there's something also to, you know, being transparent about what's going on with mm-hmm. us that God will use to yeah. encourage other people mm-hmm. and to show others his glory and, and his healing. You know what I've learned about the enemy, too? We start, if we start saying, I'm not going to be healed, or God's not going to heal this, or I don't think he can take care of this problem, I want you to know demons are listening and attaching themselves to those words. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. I've already already mentioned crazy stories. But I want you to know that your words, if they are depressing, if they're down, that the enemy is winning. But if you're lifting up those words, and my favorite prayer is praise. God, I know you're going to heal me of this disease. I know that you're a powerful God. And just start saying the promises of God's word in his Bible. And um, that the enemy can't battle. Decreeing and declaring the truth. Amen. Preaching it back. Saying it back to him. Was I too forward today? No, I love it. I know our listeners love it. Your listeners love it. Um, Philippians 2.9, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about, the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm-hmm. So, Shug, give us a real quick rundown of Him for Her Ministries. Well, Him for Her Ministries has five initiatives. The first is radio. Never thought we'd be doing radio, but God made it really clear that we're able to bring the gospel into every laundry room in America. I mean, you know, the darkest corners of the world. And we talk about women's hot topics, and we do it all through the lens of Christ, which I think is super important. So we are actually freeing women inside and outside of prison through radio. The next uh, second area is uh, speaking. I go around to women's events, conferences, churches, etc., share the gospel and the stories. Uh, of course, I tame it down a little bit because, you know, I don't want to freak too many people out, but we're telling the truth. We're speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. The third area is uh, prison men, uh, ministry, where we go in and, and work. I'm a keynote speaker with Prison Fellowship Ministries, and we go around the United States and do events for women inside of prison. The next area is prison mentoring, where we walk alongside women three to six months prior to the release. And then we mentor them up to two years post-release. But I mean, we can't just go in, Reagan, and share the gospel and watch them be saved. Right. We really need to walk alongside and disciple them. And the last area is housing. We provide housing for women, and they have to be a felon. A lot of people won't bring felons into their homes and allow them to rent, and so that's we have a beautiful home, and we want to now go around the United States and expand this ministry and mentoring and expand it in providing homes for women, a safe place to live. It's a great ministry. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Who would have guessed? (laughs) But my favorite is sharing the gospel. Yes, yeah. yes, and your amazing radio show. Okay, so and tell podcast. us, where can people find your show, Love by the King? I was just going to ask you that question. Where can people find you if they want to get involved with Him for Her Ministry? Uh, you can find me at himforher.org, H-I-M, him, mm-hmm. number four, her.org. Go on there, find all the information you can on there. We're, after we air on Salem Network, then we go to every single podcast uh, I think that's available as they keep adding more. But uh, please do listen, please do pray, and we do need donations. We need help. We can't do this alone. It's a nonprofit. Nobody gets paid, including myself. We're all doing this grassroots for Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so how can our friends hear about Love by the You can King? find Love by the King on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So we would appreciate it if you would subscribe, like, share, and give us a great rating mm-hmm. so we can get the word of God out uh, all over, all over the world. So, Shug, it's just been so fun to have you here. You're such a joy. And I love your excitement for praying 
in the name of Jesus, praying against spiritual warfare, praying for people to get free. And I get so excited thinking about what if everyone believed that they could do that? Mm-hmm. What if all of us, like believers, like actually believed that we had that power in the Spirit in Jesus' name to free people? Yeah. So I have two words of wisdom for your listeners before we part. Right. So I met with my daughter last week in Colorado, and we had one of those long chats and pajamas and coffee. And, I, and, you know, I'm not getting any younger girls. So I looked at her and I said, honey, if I die, I want you to remember two things. I'm going to encourage your listeners to remember two things. If you don't remember anything else, remember these. The first is there's power in the name of Jesus. If you're in a circumstance, if you're in a dangerous spot, if you're in a, a situation you don't know what to do, you just say, Help me, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. And the second is, let's get the love thing right. Let's love one another the way God had intended us to love one another. If you do those two things, you will be glorifying God and you'll be helping other people. Wise words. Mm -hmm. Amen and hallelujah. You got to do one hallelujah. Hallelujah.